From coast to coast to coast, you're listening to Terra Informa. You're listening, you're listening. You're listening. to Terra Informa. Love you, Tara. Let me count the ways. You give me shelter. You feed and nurture me. You let the sun shine gently on my face instead of burning me to a crisp. You are the very foundation of my life here on Earth. That's got to be enough to get you your own episode, right? Maybe even your own day? This year, Earth Day falls on Thursday, April 22nd, 2022. Will you be honoring our blue dot? Maybe even saying, I love you, Tara? My name is Elizabeth Dowdell, and I'll be your host for the next half hour of environmental news and stories and ideas. Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge that this episode was produced in Treaty 6 territory, in a Miskwitzewiskigan, Beaver Hills house, or so-called Edmonton. We are broadcasting from unrecognized Papas Chase Cree territory. The Papas Chase Cree were displaced following consistent efforts from local officials like Frank Oliver to discredit the legitimacy of their treaty right to this territory and to reserve number 136 now South Edmonton. This region is also the present home of many First Peoples, Cree, Métis, Blackfoot, Dene, and others, who build their lives here, pursue livelihoods, and gather together. Wherever you're listening from, we ask you to consider whose version of history informs your understanding of the land you are on. In this Earth Day episode, we talk about our real living world the one outside and all around us, how we connect with, care for, and can often fail this incredible land. While you listen, think about what it means to take care of this country, the land, the water, the air, and everything living here. Who defends and protects the land you live on? This week we're talking about Earth Day! It's not a special anniversary or anything like that, just a regular Earth Day. It'll be 52 years, not even enough for early retirement. But uh, maybe it's time. To be honest, I kind of forgot about Earth Day. It might have been all the greenwashing over the years, and the way corporations have tended to co-op other environmental things I care about. Uh, It was a pretty soul-sucking experience finding out that recycling is not real, and saving the bees has created a market for fake bee hotels that actually harm wild populations. Add to that the constant bombardment of advertisements trying to convince me to just buy one more thing to live sustainably. 
Actually, it was a targeted ad for Earth Month that inspired this episode. So I didn't really forget about Earth Day. Maybe piled up with all the other news and headlines about mass extinctions and planetary tipping points. Maybe turning the lights off for an hour feels more like an insult to our beautiful planet than a celebration. Or maybe April is just a really busy month and it doesn't show up in my calendar. But why not celebrate our Earth? Why not have at least one day to go out and shout in the streets about how tight we are with the planet? We are inseparable. Ride or die. Literally. This episode, we asked the Terra Informa crew to answer a question. What does Earth Day mean to you? The results were a little surprising. We also dug into some facts about Earth Day its origin, practice, and what it means today. If you're anything like me, dear listener, you vaguely recall tree seedlings and that parachute game, but nothing about the origin or meaning behind Earth Day. I mean, Earth, obviously. So what is Earth Day? Qu'est-ce que c'est le jour de la Terre? Is it a festive celebration? Another shopping holiday? Is it a time to mourn? Hannah Cunningham will get us started with a wide range of reflections on what Earth Day means to her. To start, I actually don't know when Earth Day is, I am assuming that it's coming up, or it passed, because we're doing this episode. (laughs) But it has never really been a day of note for me enough that the date sticks in my head. I have maybe some super vague memories of doing things for Earth Day in elementary school. I maybe remember getting a t-shirt with the Earth on it at some point. Um... The only day I really remember getting tree seedlings or anything was for Arbor Day. So now this could all be due to my exceptionally poor memory. But either way, I think Earth Day has never really meant that much to me because I really don't have any memories of celebrating it. The only thing I really associate with it in recent years is Earth Hour, which I'm assuming is on the same day as Earth Day, but I don't actually know now that I think about it. Earth Hour being turning all your lights off for an hour, uh, but I usually only see a post saying, turn off all your lights tonight at 7 p.m. at like 7.30 p.m. So then I've missed half of it or I was at work or something. I also really just associate it with companies on social media telling me things that I should be doing to save the planet, like switching to paperless billing or taking the bus to work. So now that I'm saying all of this, I feel like I'm coming across as pretty apathetic about Earth Day, but I feel like it's easy to feel that way about singular sustainability-oriented days or holidays or events these days. I was thinking about this earlier today, and to me, it feels like the time that we're living in right now is very precarious, very uneasy, on the edge of something big, maybe something bad, maybe the turning point before something good. The vibes are like the prickly air before a thunderstorm, very on edge. 
and a set Earth Day where we turn off the lights for an hour or upload some tips on how people can be living their lives better seems a little outdated or underwhelming or something. On none of the Earth Day tips lists I've seen on Instagram so far is something like mobilizing against CEOs and fossil fuel companies that are going to run us all into the ground and leave us behind for profits. So, But at the same time, I do find pride and joy in doing some of those individual actions that are on those Earth Day tips lists. I love riding my bike to do errands and I feel good about using it instead of a car. Not that I can afford a car, but that's besides the point. I feel good about composting, bringing my own containers to fill up at bulk stores, stuff like that. And while these practices have, over many years, become kind of no-brainers for me, if someone else uses Earth Day as a jumping-off point to start a habit like that, that's awesome. I just think that climate justice and all that it encompasses could be more represented during Earth Day, because to me and how I kind of see it, at least online, it seems like more of an individual action kind of day as it stands right now. And also we should get Earth Day off, like off of work. Because then people can actually go out and enjoy the outdoors or attend rallies or protests and things like that. And work is the thing that makes me too tired to like engage with climate activism a lot of the time. So yeah, another edit of mine to Earth Day is that we should get the day off. This has been Hannah Cunningham with my rambling and mixed feelings on Earth Day. Thank you, Hannah. Excellent questions. What is Earth Day actually about? I mean, it must have been a good idea at the time. Sarah Chitsas finds out. The first Earth Day was April 22, 1970. Senator Gaylord Nelson, a junior senator from Wisconsin, wanted to draw attention to air and water pollution. Before 1970, there were very few laws surrounding industrial waste. Senator Nelson became very concerned about air and soil pollution following a massive oil spill in Santa Barbara in January of 1969. Senator Nelson hired 25-year-old college student Dennis Hayes to organize teach-ins across campuses, raising public awareness for the environment. Hayes quickly realized that there was potential to inspire all Americans, not just students, with these events. This sparked the inspiration for the name of the event, Earth Day. Once April 22nd was named Earth Day, it caught national media attention and very quickly spread across the USA. The first Earth Day in 1970 allowed Senator Nelson to force environmental issues onto the national agenda. When 20 million Americans demonstrated for Earth Day across the country, it drew serious attention to environmental protection. In December of the same year, Congress authorized the creation of the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. Earth Day is also linked to the creation of the Clean Air Act, Clean Water Act, National Environmental Education Act, and the Endangered Species Act in the United States. 
Back in 1970, when Earth Day was founded, environmentalism was not yet mainstream, and environmental issues were not really on many people's radar. So, a big success of earlier Earth Day celebrations was that they drew the public's, and therefore decision-makers, eyes to environmental issues. Today, one of the pressing environmental issues we still face is getting decision-makers to take significant action to protect our planet. Each year, Earth Day has a slightly different focus or theme that it draws attention to. For example, this year, the theme is Invest in Our Planet. Since Earth Day has been adopted in over 190 countries across the last 50-plus years, what Earth Day represents is different depending on who you ask. To many, Earth Day offers a chance to celebrate the progress of the environmental movement and to express appreciation for our planet. However, others have offered critiques of Earth Day. Many issues that were brought to light on the first Earth Day are still concerns, including humans' wastefulness, such as our exponential amount of plastic waste we create each year, air and water pollution, and the warming of our atmosphere from greenhouse gas emissions. Although we have made progress in terms of general awareness of these issues, Earth Day serves as a reminder that our progress in protecting the environment has been extremely slow, and that there is no clear-cut path ahead of us to ensure that everyone has access to a clean and healthy environment. Another critique of Earth Day is that one day of environmental action a year is not enough. This is even acknowledged on the Earth Day website, saying that year-round action will be needed in order to ensure a healthy environment in the future. Thank you, Sarah. That is a lot of groundbreaking legislation to come out of a one-day demonstration. So let's celebrate Earth Day. What better way to show love and bring attention to a topic, really celebrate it together, than some trivia. Competition always gets people's attention. So, here are three facts about Earth Day to mildly impress your friends. Fact number one, did you know Earth Day is an official holiday? I mean, you're not gonna get paid or anything, but the UN officially named April 22nd International Mother Earth Day, yes she is, in 2009. Earth Day fact number two, did you know over 193 countries celebrate Earth Day? That is basically all of the countries. And can you guess how much they've collectively spent on fossil fuel subsidies this year? Ah, such love. Earth Day fact number three. Did you know Earth Day is Earth Be Respected Day in Farsi? And bright colored floral ceramics are used to celebrate nature, just as it has been in Persian culture for thousands of years. Now, most importantly, did you know Earth Day is not the same as Earth Overshoot Day. In case you misheard what the subject of this episode is, Earth Day is about bringing attention to environmental protection and to appreciate the good things about our Earth. Earth Overshoot Day, another important Earth-centric day, signifies the date our human demand for nature's resources exceeds the Earth's ability to regenerate for the year. We stop the imaginary clock until next year and then count down again. Meanwhile, real demand keeps 
spiraling, yada, yada, yada. Did you know? In 1970, when Earth Day started, it took about a year to draw down all the natural capital the planet had and max its regeneration. In 2021, we got there around July. From one Earth a year, we now need about 1.7 Earths to meet global resource demand. And remember those 193 countries that celebrate Earth Day? Well, you can measure Earth Overshoot Day at the country level too. Who are the fastest Earth consumers? As in what countries hit their theoretical planetary limit of waste and accumulation first? The answer, Qatar and Luxembourg, both in February and both part of the Earth Day community. Same with the top five countries, the top 10 countries, and we can go on. Not every country has an Earth Overshoot Day, but a lot of them do. So what does that say about our relationship with our Mother Earth? It seems to me like we might need to talk to somebody about it. And so I did some therapeutic reflection on our relationship with Earth Day. I've been thinking a lot about the question, what does Earth Day mean to me? Do I even care? The more I think about it, what I really notice is this disconnect between what I think of as nature and the environment and what I think of when we talk about Earth Day. When I think about nature and what it means to me, it's a place for big emotions. Big joy out in the sunshine on the water, uh, joy on summer patios, the happiness I have at winter festivals watching snow glitter, how joyful I feel hiking, you know, just through a trail. I live in the very center of the city at ground level, and I get a lot of the built environment in my day. So being outside in nature just makes me happy. And nature is also a place where I find solace and where I go to grieve. I'm not religious. I don't have much of a faith community. And I really struggled to cope the first time I had a, a big grief to deal with. What spoke to me during counseling was looking to nature for understanding and meaning. Observing death, new life, decomposition, and the processes in between really helped to normalize Human death is just another part of life on this earth. And that may be a little heavy for community radio, but it was a huge relief for me to find a place to go cry and mourn and grieve while seeing beauty in life and things just making sense all around me. That profound feeling and the endless personal renewal that I find in nature is nothing like my feelings about Earth Day. Earth Day is a memory from my childhood of getting tree seedlings from the local forestry company and playing that big parachute game. I even took a bus one year to a nature center. Mostly I remember rodent skulls and they were pretty cool. You know, as an adult, I've had a lot of apathy and cynicism towards Earth Day. 
If the opening monologue didn't clarify, I have very strong feelings about Earth Day being performative, like so much of sustainability. But now I'm a little curious. It's not like Earth Day is premised on something bad or even that commercial. I mean, I did get a few ads, but mostly they were information campaigns about Earth Month. So maybe my cynicism is unwarranted. I connect privately and personally with nature, but Earth Day feels like it's about our collective. Maybe that's where it gets suspect for me. We're living in the Anthropocene, and that has not been great for our planet. As a collective, we are daily polluting, extracting, industrializing, and pushing our planet past the point of crisis. But I also know that's not really us. It's not my neighbors, not my fellow Terra informers, or anyone else in my community doing that damage. I know it's a handful of transnational corporations that are at fault. So, I'm a little unsure about trusting others with my private, personal, safe space in nature, and maybe for good reason. But no matter how I feel or what I tell myself, nothing in nature is private. It's a collective. It's a commons. I can't keep any piece of the earth just for me. And this Earth Day, that's what it means to me. We're all going to be on this earth together on April 22nd and April 23rd and 24th. So let's be here. Let's live in the present. I am here in my concrete box downtown Edmonton, uh, but I'm surrounded by people who feel like me and who want to get things done, good things done for our planet. So happy Earth Day. You're listening to Terra Informa, a production of CJSR 88.5 FM. I'm your host, Elizabeth Dowdell, and today we are talking about and reflecting on the meaning of Earth Day. We heard from the Terra Informa crew about the origin of Earth Day all the way back in 1970, and some complicated feelings we have about where we're at as people and a planet today. It's been over 50 years since the first Earth Day. We are firmly living in the Anthropocene, where people have the power to irreversibly alter the planet. And we're doing it. At alarming rates. Is Earth Day even relevant? Sarah Chitsaz explores some of the modern themes and criticisms about this formally recognized holiday and what it means to her. In reading about Earth Day for this episode, I noticed that a lot of the articles about Earth Day are really positive about the day, and generally seem to consider it a success. I can appreciate that there is a huge amount of importance in celebrating the small wins of the environmental movement to maintain hope in the face of the climate crisis, but I can't help but feel like we haven't really earned the right to pat ourselves on the back for climate action, or lack thereof. Personally, I think Earth Day may better serve as a reminder to take the time to appreciate our planet. I kind of worry that in acting like Earth Day has been a success, or our environmental movement has been a success, that we're kind of 
giving ourselves the room to be complacent. And the reality is that we have not even met the bare minimum of required emissions reductions to avoid catastrophic warming of the planet within our lifetimes. And I think people really need to be aware of how severe a threat climate change really is. But I also recognize that I need to check myself. I can be really cynical about um, Earth Day and events like it. And I think that my level of cynicism is kind of what can lead people, including myself, to start feeling almost apathetic and powerless in the face of climate change. So all that to say, this year I'm excited to spend Earth Day outside as a reminder of the environment and our beautiful planet Earth that I really hope to be able to help protect moving forward. Thank you, Sarah. I fully support being critical this holiday. To check in with if or how it matters. Earth Day and every day are a reminder of the ways decision makers don't take action to protect the environment. If you're feeling some things about Earth Day now, maybe try taking some action on April 22nd. Pressure your local politicians. Make them squirm. The Earth deserves it. After all, she's our home. That's the feeling Lizzie Barron gets when she thinks about what Earth Day means to her. When I was a young one, running and talking through Kananaskis, overwhelmed by the world and how magical it was when I saw and when I talked, my dad explaining science and history to me for edification and bear avoidance, for bears stay away from chatty humans. We trekked or ex-ski-skied through forests and meadows and valleys much, much older than me. So wild that the wild waterfalls, trees, chipmunks, and me as that child all got to be together in this beautiful place a home, a short drive from home. Thanks, Lizzie. The theme I'm getting here is we feel pretty special about our planet. And that's kind of complicated because we heard it. A lot. At its least, Earth Day is another problematic and performative act of sustainability. <laughs> Gross. But that's not how our relationship with Terra has to be. Earth Day at its best, hopefully reminds you of how connected and interconnected us humans and nature are. Whatever your personal feelings, don't forget, it's Earth Day on April 22nd. This has been a little love letter just for you. For the Earth. Because I love you, Tara. I love you, Tara. 
Je t'aime, Tara. Love you, Tara. I love you, Tara. Te amo, Tara. That's all the time we have for this week. I've been your host, Elizabeth Dowdell. Thanks for listening. Terra Informa is a production of CGSR 88.5 FM, and all our content is created by a team of volunteers. Recognition this week goes to Sarah Chitsaz and Hannah Skelding for researching and writing background on this episode. Thanks to Hannah Cunningham and Lizzie Barron for their reflections. I wrote and recorded a lot of this episode, and I'm so thankful to Carter Goodsitza for production. If you have any comments or questions about this week's episode, you can reach out via email to tara at cjsr.com or message us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Terran Forma. For previous episodes, go visit our super cute website, terrainforma.ca. We'll catch you next week, right here on Terra and